0: talk forwards and backwards. Welcome to PlotStrops, your source for sports news and opinions in the 614 area code and beyond. All opinions are 100% correct and indisputable. And now for our
1: hosts, Eric and Dave.
0: Hey, everybody, and welcome into the ClotStrops podcast. I'm your host, Eric. Dave is out today, but we do have a special guest host today, my good friend, college buddy, Jamal Hartnett. Jamal, welcome to the show.
1: Nice to be here.
0: All right, we'll get right into it. So today we're talking about players sitting out bowl games. We've had a lot of different players this week come out and say that they're sitting out of their bowl game for multiple reasons, a couple specifically Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette are the two big names, first couple guys to do it. And Jamal, you got an interesting take on this. Um, explain to everybody what your view is.
1: Well, my view is uh, you only have a finite amount of time to maximize your business, and your body is your business. And, as an athlete, and the risk of injury can cost you a lot of money. Look at last year, Julius Smith. He lost out big time because he played in the bowl game and lit nothing. And look
0: right Sure. And and I understand that. Jalen Smith is a very good example of somebody that played in the bowl game, that got injured in the bowl game, not training for it, not after it, but got injured in the actual game. That was a very gruesome injury, and that did affect his draft stock. They said he was projected to go in the top five, definitely top ten. I believe he ended up going in the second round. Um, so, yes, I mean, we're talking millions of dollars, probably upwards of $10 million throughout his entire contract. And So that basically what you're saying then is it's an unnecessary risk for no reward, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, a couple questions here for you in regards to that. Is leaving early just as bad as, as leaving your team for that last game? I don't think either option is that. Do you think it's worse to leave for one game than it is to leave for an entire season?
1: I think it'd be better to leave for one game opposed to an entire season. Just based on the fact that, I mean, if you're such a difference maker for the whole entire season, your team could end up in the college football playoff. Sure. As opposed to this one game you're in, the Sun Bowl or the Citrus Bowl or the Gator Bowl.
0: So what would you say to the people that are saying, Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette, you're abandoning your team? In college, that's a big draw for a lot of guys is you go to a certain school because of the team, the family, and you want to become a part of that. And that's, that's a big reason they go there. Is that not a big reason that they should stay?
1: The way I see it with college sports, it's so convoluted because coaches leave at a drop of a hat, and they get you there on the basis of the team, and I'm going to be here for you. And then next thing you know, they're the head coach of another big-time program. So
0: At that point, we're talking about financial dollars, and we're talking about actual money. And I think that's a little bit easier to relate to and agree with because people can understand – doing something for tangible dollars, dollars that you can see coming in. What McCaffrey and Farnett specifically are concerned about aren't necessarily guaranteed dollars. These are opportunity. Now, they're going to get that same opportunity whether they play in this bowl game or not. And I don't think that, I mean, personally, I don't think that either one are going to get injured, but it doesn't mean that there's not that chance that they'll get injured, and I do understand that. But leaving your team and not playing with them Kind of shows a little bit of their character, in my opinion. And, and don't scouts take character into consideration, sometimes over ability, even?
1: Yeah, I think character is definitely taken into consideration. But, like what we see a many of these players out there, if you're a big time player, some of the character things get overlooked. Yep. And if this is the only black eye on their character sheet, it's definitely less to be overlooked.
0: Jamal, one person that does agree with you is Alabama head coach Nick Saban. In an interview with ESPN Today, I believe it was, he stated that we kind of created this. And this is a quote from him. I said, as soon as we had a playoff, we were going to minimize the importance of the bowl games. And it's not whether it's good or bad. It just kind of is what it is. I don't know where all of this is going, and I don't think it's going to change. Is it good? Probably not. But you can't blame the kids. It's a product of what we created. And he's absolutely right when he says it's a product of what we created. If anybody created this product, it's him. Anyone that's willing to go somewhere else for a little bit of extra cash, it's been Nick Saban. Until now, you know, he's kind of been the guy that's bounced around a little bit and gone from team to team and NFL and back. And it's kind of always been financially driven. And you know, in, in that sense, I do kind of agree with you that if coaches are bouncing around and, and they're going where the money is, it should only be fair that players get to do that but don't players already get compensated through their scholarships and their stipends that they receive from the schools?
1: They get compensated but not tangibly financially compensated because let's say you go into a high State college bookstore. You see a number 16 jersey up there. Sure, there's no name on the back of it, but we all know who it is. As opposed to the NFL, the saying, case, they receive a dividend off that sale. I mean, so right. at the end of the day, it's still all about the money.
0: Alright, so let's move on to um, some of the smaller named guys. One specifically is Shrock Linwood. Um, He's the running back out of Baylor, for those of you that haven't heard. He, as well, chose to sit out his bowl game, the Cactus Bowl. Now, at Baylor, he's a very good player. He's the best running back in their school's history. He's got the most touchdowns in school history and the most rushing yards in school history. Albeit, he hasn't had a great season this year. Throughout his career, he's been very successful. Now, I don't see Shaq Linwood as a number one overall pick. I don't even see him as a first-round pick. Is he making the right decision here?
1: I think in his case, he's not making the right decision because with the other two guys, they have a previous injury history. Leonard Fournette has dealt with a nagging ankle injury all year, and Christian McCaffrey has dealt with a couple concussions this year, opposed to Linwood, who has not been dealing with the same injuries. And his draft already is not as high as the other two guys.
0: Right, so Linwood would be one of those guys that's going to go in the third or fourth round probably, and you're saying that he would probably benefit from actually playing this game and having people see what he can do on a national stage.
1: Yes, like what you said already, he um, didn't have that great of a year this year. He needs good tape, and only way to get good tape is to perform and perform well if it's sitting out games, you're not going to be able to produce good tape
0: for your draft. Yeah. Absolutely. Not to mention, he's got some locker room problems and has had some there at Baylor. If you want your coaches to give you good recommendations in their interviews with your potential coaches, you can't have locker room problems. I agree with you on this. I don't think sitting out this bowl game is going to help shock with whatsoever, even considering it's the Cactus Bowl and it's not one of the bigger bowls. It's still his final game as a Baylor Bear. Moving on just a little bit, I did want to bring up the Minnesota Gopher team. I don't know for those of you that don't know this story, the Gopher team had ten players that were suspended for their holiday bowl against Washington State, and they were suspended by the school. Now this happened back in September, so these players have been playing the entire season, and the school just decided that they were gonna suspend these ten players for the biggest game of the season because they're worried, in my opinion, about the NCAA cracking the whip and saying and banning them for an entire season similar to what happened with Ohio State where they let their players play a few years ago with Terrell Pryor they let them play and I believe it was the Sugar Bowl against Arkansas and then the next season Dan Stivoli came in and said we're going to put a a one-year ban on you for bowl games and and that made a really big difference for for Ohio State's entire season I understand why Minnesota wants to do this here's my issue with it the entire team decided that they were going to boycott and they weren't going to practice. They weren't going to plan or prepare for this game against Washington State in the Holiday Bowl. They were backing their teammates. And that is the ultimate team gesture to say, look, we want to be out on the field. But if we're going to be out there, we want to be there as a team. We want our brothers out there with us. And although they have since rescinded that and they said, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to do what our coaches tell us to, you know, which is maybe even more of a, a team gesture. Now they're playing for those teammates who can't play. I mean, you got guys that are fighting to make rosters. You've got fi- guys that are fighting to get a starting spot. All they want to do is play in these big games, and then you got guys that are saying, you know what, I'm above this. How's that fair to that gopher team that's willing to sit out for the guys that they love and want to play with when they hear that guys like Shock Linwood, Christian McCaffrey, and Leonard Fournette are saying, you know what, I don't need this, I'm too good for this, I'm above this. What do you say to that?
1: I don't think it's the same situation because – in the case of the Golden Ghost, the initial report, I mean, even the the police report itself, there there was no wrongdoing, so they felt like they were backing teammates who did nothing wrong, mm-hmm. opposed to with Fournette and McCaffrey, and Lynn was um, making a business decision. That's why I don't think it's the same at all. Like The situation is not similar.
0: And sure, I, I see what you and mean right. by that, that it's a... Business decision, but at the same time, it's also a selfish decision. I mean, we're talking, I'm not talking about the specific scenarios. I'm talking the difference between making a team decision and making a personal decision. And at what point, if you're a part of a team, you're part of a team for the entire season. I remember playing um, soccer growing up, and I was probably, I don't know, third or fourth grade, and my team was terrible. And I had a lot of success throughout the season, but I, I didn't like it. Because the team was losing. And I went to my dad and I told him, hey dad, I think I want to quit because I'm not having fun because we're losing. You could score five or six goals in a game, but it doesn't make a difference if you lose. And my dad told me, when you start something, you finish it. You're a part of this team whether you win or lose. So I finished the season. And then I continued to play every single year after that because we I, I started getting better and I started enjoying it more. But a big part of playing as a team is playing as a team. You can't just be on the team if you're not going to play and practice every day, and I think these guys are quitting on their team.
1: I don't necessarily see it as them quitting on their team because I think their teammates understand. Their teammates understand the business that the NFL is and the business that going into the next level is. So when, if it would be a situation where your teammates didn't understand what you were doing, yeah, that'd be quitting on them. But your teammates understand that it's a business decision, and so they're, they're still your teammates and they're going to be your boys by your side, they're going to understand the decision you're making is to better your family and your family's position in life. So with that in mind, they're not going to be upset about the decision that you're making.
0: Here's an interesting article that I found on Sports Illustrated. Should we let redshirt freshmen play in place of those who choose not to play? Say it comes down to it, we have three or four guys per team I mean, LSU, year after year, they have seven, eight, nine, sometimes ten guys a season that go into the NFL draft. If you have that many players that are saying, yep, I don't want to waste it at this point. You know, I'm playing the poinsettia bowl. I don't want to waste this opportunity by taking an unnecessary risk for no reward. Should we be willing to let redshirt freshmen play in their
1: place? No. I feel like um, college Russia has to have what, 85 kids on it? I mean, there's enough bodies to go around, so... I'm not for rescinding somebody's uh, red shirt. That's a decision they made for that whole season. Yeah, sure, I'm not
0: talking about rescinding their red shirt. I'm talking about not taking away their red shirt but still allowing them to play that one game so that, one, there's plenty of players to play, and two, it kind of gives the team and the fans something a little bit more exciting to watch because, you know, you, who wants to watch a game where half the teams aren't playing? I mean, if you if you watch NFL preseason... A tenth of the stadium is filled, and the TV ratings are the lowest of the season because of that. The, you know, the stars aren't out there playing, and you essentially have backups or guys that aren't aren't even on the team. Um, this would be a way to kind of get the fans and the team excited and involved in these games that you know we almost deem to be non-important, you know, based on TV ratings and based on players not willing to play in them.
1: Well, I don't think the situation is going to come that that many guys going to be sitting out. The case with Fournette and McCaffrey, they have lingering injuries uh, that they are worried about. I think that's more of the norm. Whatever the norm will be, it's going to be guys of that nature, not guys like Linwood who just want to ship this one out. I think it's going to be guys who know they have pretty high draft stock and have lingering injuries they don't want to re-injure themselves.
0: So. Right, but you're talking about right. Leonard Fournette as a for sure first-round pick, as long as he stays healthy, in my opinion. Then I mean, Christian McCaffrey is probably going to be a second-round pick, maybe even a third. Call him a third-round pick. Now you've got up to 90 players that could sit out of their bowl game, if you're talking the first three rounds. That could potentially be a lot of players. Now, I don't think every player is going to do that, but at some point, as the NCAA, to plan for the worst case, don't you?
1: I don't think they're going to play it for the worst-case scenario because I just don't see, personally, person don't see that many guys coming out, and nor do they, and they're not going to plan for it.
0: Looking at it from the other side, an interesting scenario occurred in the, um, an NFL game this weekend. The New Orleans Saints had the ball on the one-yard line, and it was first and goal, and Mark Ingram had just run the ball and got tackled at the one. At this point, Mark Ingram was one touchdown away, from a $100,000 incentive that was in his contract. And the Saints pulled him from the game. And he is freaking out on the sidelines because of that. He needs one touchdown to get $100,000. Now keep in mind that Mark Ingram makes millions of dollars, but $100,000 is a lot of money to anybody. $100,000 is $100,000. Did the team have the right to pull him out? And if they do that the rest of the season, is that okay in your mind? Because what you're telling me is okay for the players to do, and say, I'm sitting this out because I don't want to risk money. Now, that's the same thing on a different level, obviously, as what the team or ownership is saying, we're going to make you sit this out because we don't want to risk the money. Now, is that okay? I think it's it's wrong,
1: but it's not wrong. I mean, it's okay in the sense of everybody understands why they did it because, like everybody said, it's a business. So that owner is making a business decision, it's one thing if this guy runs for 80 yards and gets a touchdown, but I don't want him going for two yards and getting a touchdown. I mean, that's $100,000 the ownership wants to keep in their pocket. And who could blame them? And the coaches ultimately work for the owners. Right. So they don't want to lose their job. But they're going to do as their boss says.
0: Well, in the way the NFL is laid, there's a good chance that these coaches could be – you know receiving a kickback from the ownership saying hey we'll give you a $25,000 bonus if you keep him out of the end zone the rest of the season you just never know Right. we still have about two weeks of college bowl games the rest of the season so may still be some players that decide they want to drop out I'm sure that there will be more talk about this for days to come here but Jamal I appreciate you joining me for the podcast today you're welcome back anytime
1: thank you for having me on tonight Eric
0: all right guys we appreciate you listening until next time We'll be right